<laughs> you sound like one of the dog yawns. <laughs> uh, yes, I agree. So I'll probably go, once we're done, I'm going to go back to bed. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back to the bins. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spataro, and that guy over there is Dr. Bill Robinson. What? Who? What? What? Oh. Oh, that's me. Yeah. You get second yeah, billing. Well, it's in, it's in my name. Yes. Second. <laughs> Dr. Second <laughs> Robinson. No, wait. Have you been talking to my wife? <laughs> So today, today we're going to look at the second issue of Avengers Defenders Tarot, and for a change, we are not going to bring along some other freaky tarot book, although we did entertain the thought of doing so. Yeah, but it was kind of busy this weekend, so it's like, yeah, I don't really have time to dig out another tarot book. Maybe next time. Yeah, so this, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to be posted, but as we record it, it's pretty much, you know, you can, you can smell the hot ink on the book as, as you're reading it. This is about, <laughs> you know, as new as we get with any issues, and we've done this a few times, but this, you know, it is, uh, in the very, very recent release pile. Because it's something that is caught our interest and the opening splash page actually gives a description of what's happened so far so i may as well read that to bring anybody listening up to date the defenders re recently took down the sorcerer Cy cyrus black who had been using demonic icor to control the human race when dr strange traced the presence of more icor to avengers mansion the defenders travel there, only to find the heroes fighting against their teammate, the Vision, who they claimed had gone berserk. With Vision defeated, the defenders joined the Avengers back at their headquarters in search of answers. What they had found instead was Diablo, who had been wielding the dark power of Demon Icor to control the Avengers, save for Vision, who is immune from its control. So that's the description of issue number one. One vision, 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 vision. Okay, the, the preview's description of issue number two states, Avenger versus Defender, as the alchemist Diablo casts another card from the deck of fate, pitting hero against hero for his own nefarious purposes. And then it doesn't say it, but it should be followed with, <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. I think whenever we talk about nefarious purposes, we should have that kind of sound effect going. 
especially since it involves Diablo, who's very <laughs> He is a mwahaha kind of guy. He's twirling his mustache. So I would say the uh, the the indicia, as far as we need to know, is that it's written by Alan Davis and it's penciled by Paul Renault. The cover is by Paul Renault, and there is an alternate cover, which I only found out on the call with Bill now, which is by Alan Davis. The publishing date on it is January 29th, 2020. So again, uh, talk about you know release schedule. I don't know, but recording schedule. We are recording this on February 2nd. So this is a new a new book. Ooh. It is Super Bowl Sunday. For Sunday, those Sunday, Sunday. For those of you who are in interested in sports, uh, Scott would not be one of those persons. Yes. Oh, no, Scott is so wrapped up in the Super Bowl that he couldn't be with us today. Mm, yeah. He's looking for his football jersey to wear. He's he's asleep somewhere w- with... Uh, the fishes. <laughs> He's, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to picture Scott now. He's in his little. Uh, he's Night in his shirt. little. I was gonna say, what, what is he, Fred Flintstone? I'm picturing him like like Ebenezer Scrooge with a nightshirt oh. and a little nightcap, cap, and, 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 he's and got a lantern. Little candle. He's got a candle on it. He's holding it up and he's looking through his comic collection. He's all hunched over and kind of slowly walking around, putting another piece of coal on the fire. Yeah, with the giant pincers. Anyway, the cover of the book, uh, at least the Renault, I'll describe the Renault cover because that's what I have, and Bill could describe the Alan Davis cover. The Renault cover has Diablo front and center uh, holding a deck of cards out to the reader. Pick a and, card. And card. then on to his, well, to his right, or the reader's left, uh, there's the defenders heading to, you know, towards the center of the book, uh, you know, in a traditional two teams confront each other, heading towards each other on the cover look. And we have Submariner, Valkyrie, Doctor Strange, the Hulk, and Silver Surfer. On his left, or the reader reader's right, it's Captain America, Thor, Scarlet Witch, Iron Man, and Vision. As as I described at the last one, it's it's a kind of a, a thin line work, light coloring kind of cover. Uh, there's a background around or a border around the photo around the picture uh that makes it almost look like this is a tarot card uh and i think it's pretty well rendered i really like it i would prefer it if diablo wasn't front and center like if i was looking at this as a piece of poster art i wouldn't hang it only because i don't really feel the need to waste precious poster space in my home with a poster of diablo but if it was really just the heroes, it would I think it would be a pretty cool poster image. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at this cover uh, has made me wonder, is Diablo ambidextrous? Because he's holding the cards with his left hand? Yeah, and in right. the book, the Go first ahead. page he's holding the cards with his right hand, and when he draws the cards later, he draws with his right hand. Well, I know I, it's just an artistic choice, and I'm not ambidextrous at all. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm one of these people where you could just kind of chop my left arm off, and <laughs> I, and it wouldn't make that much of a difference. But as far as holding a deck of cards in my left hand, I, I don't think that would be a problem. 
but it's it's an interesting thought that you know that your instinct would be to hand it, handle it with your dominant hand. Mm-hmm. And he does have it with the well, left. Well, if you think about it, his character, I think we discussed last time, remember, was locked in a tower for years until, you know, uh, the Fantastic Four freedom. I mean, he probably had plenty of time to develop skills, and he could actually have learned to be ambidextrous. That's true. That is true. And, I mean, it's from an autistic point of view, it really wouldn't take too much or make too much difference to just present a mirror image of this particular shot, which would then make him right-handed in the photo. Mm-hmm. I don't think it yeah. would take away from the uh, presentation. In no, no, no. I, it's just something that so I it's just, a choice that the artist I made. I just noticed. You know, it's just like, hmm? Oh, interesting. So my cover is a little different. Uh, it does not have the border. Um, the actual Avengers Defenders tarot is further up in the page, giving you more art. And in the background whereas in the paul's version there's like a rays of light coming from the background here it's like a minimalist picture of diablo's mask basically fills the background um you can see his eyes his eyes now the rest of the mask is blocked basically it's from the eyes up and there's that green energy that we saw last issue from the icor um, it's almost like he's possessed by the energy. And then there's a, a green energy behind a little thingy, the points that come up in his mask. Uh, and then you have like a bluish lightning encasing all of the Avengers, much like the pose last issue with the other, because we didn't see the Alan Davis cover last time, which I think there might've been one as well. There was, when I looked up uh, this cover on Google, there's a a cover for the first issue as well. Mm. But where they were all standing like in a split with each side, um, here it's kind of like the same like pyramid type structure of them all standing, but it's like somebody pushed them backwards and they're all like, ah, being shocked by by the energy. And then... uh, I kind of like this one. We we each seem to like. I mean, I like the other one too. It's more like a like a postery thing. This is uh this is just a cool shot. Like they're all being zapped by the by by the by the by the power. Yeah, just I from an aesthetic, just from an aesthetic point of view, uh, the the way they're kind of leaning backward, being drawn towards the power, uh, just makes it a little more. And I think intentionally so makes it a little more uncomfortable to look at. Uh, and for that reason, just that choice, I don't like as well from an artistic point of view. I think both of these artists did like a top notch job of rendering the figures that they were doing. So to mm-hmm. me, it's just the layout itself that I prefer of the uh, original, not the variant. Gotcha. So going to our book again, the first page is kind of or the splash page is a, a recap and then it gives you the, uh, indicia on, the creators. Then we open up our story and we're being, uh, I guess, narrated by Diablo. And we see a shot of Submariner laid out with Captain America standing over him, having knocked him out. And he's speaking to Dr. Strange and the Scarlet Witch. 
and he's describing, you know, basically giving us a lot of exposition on uh, his situation. Uh, and then we see Iron Man standing over the Silver Surfer, and uh, Diablo is kind of gloating to Doctor Strange about distilling the icons from the corpses that were being used by Cyrus Black. And uh, as, as he does so, he, he kind of looks panicky, and if you turn the page, we have a nice splash page of uh, Thor and Valkyrie fighting, kind of in coming in. I don't know if it's coming in on them or if it's in a different room and he's just aware that this is going on. I think he's aware because two like two pages later, you see a split screen of Diablo and Thor's face because Diablo's in his mind, so he's picking up on what's going on in, in Thor's um, area by seeing through his eyes. That's the way I got it. Yeah, I think you're probably correct. Uh, but Thor is apparently fighting the control of the i and not necessarily battling in favor of the heroes, but maybe not as not fighting Valkyrie as hard as he could mm-hmm. uh, because he's able to resist to some extent. And uh, Diablo is looking for him to crush her and eventually calls upon, uh, or he draws a new tarot card. I guess... The power is dependent on having uh, the drawn card and somehow infusing it with the I-Core energy, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm not sure exactly how that works. But he's, he, you see he's got a feather quill, and he actually draws a picture of the Hulk to control him. Yeah, but uh, you don't know that at first. No, no, because you don't see what he's drawing. You just see that he's drawing. He's like Yosemite Sam. Yeah, <laughs> it stinks. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it, it becomes apparent that he's doing this to the Hulk because his mind is more simple and it's easier to control him. And uh, the Hulk comes in and uh, and punches Thor and just kind of shoves Valkyrie aside, but then Valkyrie punches him. Oh, no, wait, no, wait. No, we're wrong in our interpretation. He doesn't draw the Hulk. Oh, okay. The Hulk gets up and attacks Thor. Then Valkyrie's just standing there. Then he holds up the card of Valkyrie, and then the Valkyrie attacks um, Hulk. And he's like, Hulk's like, what? Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, so he was drawing a picture of Valkyrie. I got it confused. It's been a day since I read it. Yeah, I just read this last night before I went to bed. So, <laughs> so he quickly grabs his quill, and he starts drawing a picture of the Hulk now. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you see in the shot there where he's drawing it on the bottom of the page where Valkyrie attacked the Hulk. He's using some sort of like a, almost like a uh, mystical... Overhead projector. Like, yeah, like a uh, like a shadow box, but almost mm-hmm. like a mystical kind of one in order to create the uh, image that he could just trace the lines of the Hulk. But he does, hey, he, you know, being, being the idiot that he is, he also brags about his artistic abilities as he's doing this. I'm, tra- yeah, I'm just busy. I, I don't have time to draw it right. I'm in a hurry. So we have a kind of a battle royal going on with the three, but then eventually that settles down because he uh, he draws these pictures. Uh, then you see he's drawing a picture of the Submariner. Yeah, but do you notice his tongue is sticking out? <laughs> like like Yosemite Sam. <laughs> he's got the mustache. Quit looking at me. My hairs. <laughs> Diablo. What does, what does he say? Uh, I say, whoa, Hulk, whoa. 
Since you will remember, idiot. the machine is merely a tool. I am the artist. So then he's got all his cards kind of lined up, and they're floating in the air by him. I guess all the people he has control over. And then we get another full splash page with his, a close-up of his face, and then around him, like, ghostly images of all the heroes. Mm-hmm. This is there. There has been more than enough unpleasantness for one day, so I want you all to gather with, with me as I evolve my strategy. I prefer not to be forced to reduce any of you to mindless drones, so I want everyone to relax, be calm. And then it, and then it repeats over be calm. like three to be calm, be, be calm. calm. I was thinking that's the, like oh yeah. Then then every everybody's you know calmly walks into the room and they're surrounding him and he's sitting in a chair with his feet up on a box, and he reminds me of Khan when he says suddenly I feel very tired I'm very fatigued. <laughs> I need coffee, good coffee, not the glop served to ordinary people. The best coffee I ever drank was at the Cafe Marinella. Marinella. A tiny seafront restaurant in Punta Seca. Silver Surfer, go there now. Bring me a cafe macchiato. Make it a double. So he's he's already like reduced himself down to just menial bull in his tasks. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I, I think it presents him as somebody who has small thoughts, even though he thinks he's going to rule the world. He still has small thoughts. Yep. And I think ultimately that will be his undoing. He's a petty villain. Well, now, and that, I wonder if this is foreshadowing of what we're going to get in coming issues, because the next page, we we see Spider-Man and Daredevil who see the Silver Surfer flying away at at least Mach 2, and they're wondering what's going on. And this is a nice throwback to old comics to where you would get, where you might get one or two um, panels of you know oh, what the other heroes are doing my spider sense is t- tingling what's going on over there what's you know like way back when we did when we did the Korvac saga yeah and i don't know if that's what we're getting here or if we're getting a kind of an advance i don't the fact know that these heroes are going to become significant as the issue goes as the series goes on because this is all we see of them for now yeah we get a full page and, and you know this is it's weird because this feels like a 70s book, but in, in its storyline, but in its telling, it's more, it's a modern day drawn out decompressed story. Mostly. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But it's not decompressed in the way that irritates me most of the time. Yes. Maybe, maybe it's because it's something we like. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm being somewhat hypocritical. Uh, I mean, it took me 15 minutes to read this. Oh, I, yeah, it was... Yeah, and it and was, I, I would say it took 15 great. minutes because I took my time and I was looking at the artwork uh-huh. a little bit. I mean, I could have gotten through it probably in five. Um, so, yeah, it's decompressed. But overall, I don't know, the story felt satisfying to me. And again, maybe it's just because it's a topic and, and heroes that I, I like reading and it's it's presenting them in an era that I like. Or maybe the story is in some way superior, but I'm having a difficult time separating the two. So next we cut back to the Avengers Mansion, where I guess being calm had the Hulk revert back to Bruce Banner, who Diablo does not have control over. And Mm -hmm. he makes his way into the room where the vision is laid out and sees that he needs assistance. 
Uh, pretty cool. We see a close-up of the Vision's face, and and clearly his uh, his you know his his robot his eyelids been ripped off. Yeah, or his, his body's eyes been damaged open. based on the battle. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, I I you know he's Doctor Banner. I am in need of assistance. And Banner says, I can't. I'm not that kind of doctor. Finally. A comic book that has that. Because usually these geniuses are just geniuses at everything. And he also says, he says, take me to Dr. Pym's laboratory. I can't. You're too heavy. And he says, I still retain some control over my mass. And he just starts to float over the table. Does he just tie a little string to him and he's got a vision balloon? (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) So now, similar to our Spider-Man Daredevil page, we cut to the Silver Surfer. It's pretty cool. He's traveling, I guess... Not over the ocean, because you could see land close by, so it's not like he's in the middle of the ocean. Uh, he might be in a bay or something, but as he's mm-hmm. flying at the speed he's going, he's creating a wake in the water below him, Yeah, which is just, I think that's a very cool drawing. And you could see he's flying, and then suspended next to him is an energy bubble with a cup of coffee in it. <laughs> and as he does so... The Fantastic Four takes note of him flying by. And Sue says his trajectory will take him to to Avengers Mansion. Reed says if if there's any problem, the Avengers can take care of it. Sue, we have our hands full here. My calculations were correct. The negative zone interface is expanding. Now, once again, we don't know if this is just an effort to show what the other heroes are doing or why they're not involved in this particular battle, or if we're getting a preview of them and their involvement, which is eventually going to take place. We don't know yeah, that as I, yet. I don't know either. I'm not sure. This We, we, we have no opportunity to go to issue three in, at this point because we're, we're only as, as three days removed yet. from issue two coming out. So he returns to Diablo, who's still resting with his coffee. How long do you think it takes? I, I assume the island he was talking about was in the Caribbean. So if they're at Avengers Mansion in New York... And he's flying down to the Caribbean, getting a cup of coffee and flying back, which by conventional plane probably would take, even if you eliminate time for takeoff and landing, just the actual flight would probably take about seven or eight hours to make that round trip. I'm just guessing, by the way, and if I'm way wrong, I am. But how long uh, did you think it took the Silver Surfer to do it at Mach 2? Because it took us two yeah, but he could be slowing down coming into the city. I mean, he could have been there way faster. Well, he left the city at Mach 2, according to Spider-Man and Daredevil. Well, that was... They were guessing. Yeah, I know. But then uh, he also showed up on the Fantastic Four's supersonic radar, which says... Supersonic! He's doing Mach something. Mm. Mach being the speed of sound. Yeah, but he's got... No, he could have been... Uh, well, I mean, there's some. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to put a limit on how fast he can travel. I'm saying that. Well, how fast? How fast, fast did the Concorde travel from like England to to New York? Wasn't that sure. like? Wasn't that like two hours? I don't I think know. I honestly don't know. If, uh, I'm just curious. But I'm I'm going to say what would take seven hours or so, give or take, to do it on a conventional plane. He probably did the entire thing in you know maybe half an hour. Oh, I think he probably did it in 15 minutes or less. Okay. I mean, I mean, in reality, he, I mean, because this is a being that travels distances through space. So, 
I really think he could have. There was no l- limit. Well, he. Did. I mean, he he what? he probably got down there way faster than coming. Although he's got a protective bubble around the uh, around the coffee cup. You know, we're we're devoting too much time to this. Well, when he shows up, Diablo says, at last, it's cold, what took yeah. you so long? This had better taste as good as I remember. And, and then it's I like cold. this. No, I can't trust you. This might be drugged. I know po- some. I know poisons. <laughs> some are undetectable. So he's got the level of paranoia, even though he has them in his control. And the coffee is cold. This is unforgivable. Hulk, <laughs> hit him. Smash that silver face. <laughs> what a, he's like a petulant child. Where's the Hulk? I ordered him here. No, that simple mind could not defy me. He could not be immune like the vision. I captured his mind. I could sense it. So he has no idea what happened to the Hulk, but now he's aware that the Hulk has escaped his uh, thrall. And he looks to the card. And the Hulk starts, uh, or excuse me, Dr. Banner starts to uh, feel some effect for it. He says, he's in my head. Uh, Diablo's got the card in his hand. He's looking at it, clearly concentrating. He says, Hulk, you will obey me. Obey! And Vision says, you must try to calm yourself. I know that, but he's too strong. And then we say, obey! obey. <laughs> and, and it looks like Bruce is about to transform into the Hulk, but we cut away, and we get to back to the room with Diablo where there's an energy ball forming among all the uh, enthralled heroes which then turns into a uh, what looks to be some sort of like a twister. M, it's a twister, a twister. Thor, stop this now. And Thor says, I have no dominion over the forces that rage here. And it's Kang, who's appearing among them, but is somewhat disembodied. Yeah, parts of his body are like, you know what? Like his legs aren't fully formed. I haven't read any of the current Doctor Doom books. But I've been listening to Professor Allen's uh, re, um, narrations of them, mm-hmm. and in that book, Kang is making appearances too to to Doctor Doom. Now I haven't read them, so I don't know if he looks like this. I'm wondering if the two things are linked, or if it's just a coincidence. I don't know. Well, I, I'm thinking they're not linked to current books because I don't think this story is supposed to take place in current time, but I can't say that I, definitively. I, but you're talking about Kang. He could be in any time. That is true. Because, because Kang keeps appearing to Doom and basically – now, I haven't listened to the most recent one that he put out. But Kang, I don't I don't remember him describing him looking looking disheveled, but he sounds disheveled because he's, he's, he's telling Doom things and then he, and then he disappears. So I'm curious if this is the same Kang or if it's related or or what. So couldn't say. I don't know. It's possible. So he's he's clearly not totally uh, <laughs> in control of what's going on. He says actions of this whining dog responsible for the end of all that is or was. And Diablo gives the order to destroy him. Cut back to Vision and uh, Bruce Banner. And uh, Bruce is recovering from what just went on. Now, how does Bruce know it was Diablo? Diablo was in my head. 
the part of me that is the Hulk, but not me. I have no idea. Uh, this, is a, this would suggest the mystic's control is specific. I have no idea. I'm a man of science. This dark art stuff makes no sense to me. Well, maybe he was getting feedback by reading. Maybe. Just yeah, I assume like... he. Yeah, he was hear, kind of hearing the orders. Now, while they're talking, the vision is now sitting up, but he's got like electrodes with wires attached to his head still. <laughs> so he's being repaired somehow. It's like the vision with a hangover. Vision says, we must act now. Without evidence to the contrary, it is logical to assume Diablo could quickly become unstoppable. And the Hulk says, we have no choice then. Avengers assemble. And then we cut back to a double page of the the enthralled Avengers battling Kang. I'm 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 going to say that they tricked me because I was like, oh, what are they going to call in? Uh, They're going to call in. I didn't expect what was going to happen. And I feel like a moron because I'm like, oh, I, I should have seen that. Duh. I thought we were. But but we'll we'll explain when we get there. So they're they're all battling. But it looks to me like they might be off a little bit with their being enthralled because uh, Iron Man and Silver Surfer are both shooting from their hands towards Kang uh, and missing. So I'm wondering, and and the other ones are kind of standing their ground or, or, you know, they're not actually advancing on him. Uh, Kang says, Avengers, please, I don't want to fight you. I have used my the last of my resources to travel to this moment. The critical event is imminent. Diablo must die. Heed my warning, Avengers. You rush to your extinction. I have done all I can. Paradoxes multiply. Reverse this moment before history is no more. Infinity ends. I was... Never. And you can see he looks like he's being ripped apart as this is going on. And then Mm -hmm. he implodes in on himself. Now, go back to that. Now, that's a nice double page. Um, Okay, so look at Iron Man. Yes, he's got the old style mask. Yeah, and he didn't have that two pages before. No, he did not. And now is that on purpose or is no, that a mistake? I'm thinking it's a mistake and yet you could explain it away with some sort of a thing that like when he's in in action, the armor kind of shifts around or something. Maybe. Or it's, 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 a, it's not true, but <laughs> yeah, because then it goes back like the next, like two pages later, it's back to the correct um, outfit. The but, shift, the look. but when we get. Uh, to the end, maybe uh, maybe it's not a mistake, but we'll get there. So once the, the once uh, Kang disappears, the Watcher appears, or the Watcher is there. We don't know if he just appears now or if he's been watching all along. Uh, Diablo says the Watcher was watching <laughs> me, and then the Watcher fades away. And I'm wondering if the way they say it, you know, with the emphasis on me, I'm wondering if he's impressed by the fact that the Watcher yeah, is watching. Yeah, they all want yeah. what is mine. To me, slaves, I need protection. And he's kind of on the floor in almost a fetal position. But the Watcher's kind of, kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah. You saw me. He's, oh. I wasn't Oh, here. man. Swoof. Makes himself. Swoosh. I'm invisible now. You can't see me. So then some shots start coming towards uh, Diablo. And Captain America actually protects him with his shield. Mm-hmm. And they see its yellow jacket coming at them. And Diablo's, hmm, a.k.a. Henry Pym, he may be useful. Don't damage him. Just keep him occupied while I create a card. 
with my my with my mystical tracer. And then uh, Ant Man is there. Ant Man and whacks him in the face with the mystical tracer. Says your control is broken. And Diablo says because Iron Man has now grabbed the seeming Ant Man. Uh, it says, the device was a tool that can be replaced. You have accomplished nothing except to cause me to reconsider my decision to allow Yellow Jacket to live. Kill him! Kill him, Terrell, now! And then, and then he as... He's so much con in this book. And then as he's, as they, he yells that, uh, Yellow Jacket phases through a, a broken wall. Just and you like notice the his, vision. Face, his face is red. And then we see that his face is red and Diablo says, Yellow Jacket is the vision. And you are Banner, but I want the Hulk. He says that to the person in the Ant-Man costume. Stop. You don't want to do this. Don't dare tell me what to do. I'm feeling like it's uh, lost now. Don't tell me what I can't do. Do. I am master here. I am the master. And as he says that, Banner transforms into the Hulk. I really like these next two pictures. I I, I don't know why. I mean, with the Hulk in... The Ant-Man costume, and when he grows, he shatters the helmet. It just looks so cool. And then he's he's aggressively coming towards Diablo, who says, No, please, stay back, stay back, please, stay back, don't hurt me. You can't hurt me. And then we hear a voice that says, He can and he will. He's much scarier close up, especially when you've made him angry. He's getting angrier. He knows you tricked him before. He won't let you do it again. The more you restrain him, the harder he'll fight back. And as these disembodied word balloons are there... Sorry, I had to run out of a motorcycle. By, as <laughs> a motorcycle passes by, yeah. As, as, these, as these disembodied words are there, you see all the heroes just kind of listening to what's going on. And then uh, it goes on to say, conflict makes him stronger. You can't control him and us at the same time. Diablo says, you have not won. I won't be beaten. I will be victorious. I will be... Uh... Keep this safe, Captain. I will... In... Oh, uh... oh, actually, Doctor I guess... Strange I guess uh, Doctor him. Strange, yeah, pulls the I-Core power from him, I guess? Uh, he pulled the where he was storing it, where he had all the stuff he had saved up in this little box. And as or the, Diablo, the box that that I'm was sorry. the that was the box that Strange had captured it. No, no, that's the box that Strange had used in issue one to store all the ones he was pulling from the people. So yeah, he uses his mystical power to pull that from him as he's heading into some sort of uh, a vortex to leave. So he, he Doctor Strange passes that on to Captain America to ho- to keep safe and gives chase to Diablo. But as he goes to enter this vortex, he says, by the hoary host, the fool's portal has been ruptured or has ruptured the beyond. Everyone stay back. This entity cannot be allowed to enter. And it's, you know, your traditional uh, being with all sorts of tentacles and eyes and stuff going on. And then we get a big shroomp as I guess the portal closes and everyone is there except for Doctor Strange and Diablo. And they're no longer enthralled. And they're wondering what's going on. Uh, Scarlet Witch says he sacrificed himself rather than let the Elder Demon invade this reality. And Hulk says, no, magician not dead. Magician always comes back. 
Captain America says, none of us possesses the ability to help Doctor Strange, at least not now. I say we focus at the problems we can solve. We have the ink, so Diablo can't make more cards, but he has the cards he used to control us. He could use them again. Scarlet Witch says, I think that's unlikely. We hurt Diablo. The Ishizog, who created the Ikor, was one of the Elder Gods, larger than any creature that ever existed on Earth. It had 10,000 eyes and 10,000 appendages, each capable of independent control. Human consciousness is just not capable of such complex... Uh, Vision asks how he, she knows this, and she says, I don't know. Mm. And... Valkyrie notices that all the battle damage from before is gone, and the Vision and Iron Man appear totally repaired, I guess including his head that we discussed earlier. And Iron Man and, and Vision both say, oh, I hadn't noticed that. Hmm. Uh, there's no damage anywhere in the mansion. Tis like none of it ever happened. Now, do you remember Valkyrie speaking that way? Like that's you know they would go back and forth with Thor speak like that, but back in this era, I don't think they ever had Valkyrie speak in that you know old English kind of way. Uh, I don't remember. I'm trying to think if she did that even earlier. Uh, well, she did speak like that earlier in this issue. So we keep moving on, and there. Uh, just amazed that, you know, nothing was going on. And this Scarlet Witch says, can we, you know, can we even trust our own senses? Are we still being manipulated? Uh, Captain America goes to the computers and now finds evidence of that battle that we saw at the beginning of issue one that no one, that Cap had no memory of and the computer had no record of. But now he does remember it, and so does the computer. Mm. So uh, Iron Man speculates if it's not a mass hallucination hallucination it could be a temporal glitch or some cross-time nonsense surface says i think not the vibrational signature i feel here is of the planet earth i know they're trying to figure out what's going on they say that dr strange would be the person who probably could tell them they uh decide they must find him but they don't even know where to start looking and then we see on the next page Doctor Strange floating in a Steve Ditko-like reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, gets, he gets whacked on the back of the head by something. Is, is it the uh, surfer's surfboard? It is. And he, but the last panel before you see the surfboard and him in space, well, he it looks like he's gasping for air and he's in deep space. And also, there's Galactus's world ship down there. Yeah, in, in the background, towards the bottom... Relatively smallish in the in its drawing is the uh, the ship, so Tau you have to kind of look to it and see what the heck is that. Mm-hmm. And we are to be continued. Mm, interesting. And interesting. Then the, and and now, but then I'm I'm totally thrown off by by the picture for next issue. Yeah, I guess it's the cover of issue three, and it's got uh, you know it's another Alan Dave, uh, not Alan Davis, Paul Renault. Uh, drawing of a you know tarot card kind of appearance and you see all the heroes in the background and then cartoony type figures and i'm not sure if these are are cartoony type figures that have existed already or if they're new but they're in the foreground heading towards the reader and it just fills me with apprehension that the story is about to get really silly 
<laughs> I don't know. One's like a Mighty Mouse derivative. Another looks like a little devil Archie. Some type of fairy. Stuff. Yeah, some type of fairy creature. Yeah, like a ninja girl and a monkey a, with a, uh, with a quarter stick. staff. Yeah. Yeah, I, huh. I, I don't know what to, to make of that. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that off of my thoughts about this book because that scares me a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping we don't get much with that because mm. that could really just tip the scales to make it something I'm not going to enjoy as much as I've been enjoying the first two issues of this book. So what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah, so far I like it a lot, and I'm looking forward to issue three. And again, I'd be looking forward to it a lot more if they didn't have that cover image. <laughs> It's just like I said, it just kind of makes me wonder, like, wait a minute. Well, Alan Davis is the writer on this, and from my main exposure to him was um, Excalibur. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute, did he write Excalibur? I'm not sure. I thought Claremont wrote most of it. Yeah, yeah, now that I've blabbed out and said that, I could be completely wrong. Now I've got to check because I feel like an idiot. Yeah, I feel like an idiot. But that's that was my main exposure to his at least his artwork. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't I'm not sure what to expect about issue three, but let's let's rate this on issue two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I again I, I prefer the cover the Paul Renault cover uh, just because of the layout and I tell you the only thing that's keeping me from giving it an A is the fact that it has Diablo front and center, which is probably an <laughs> unfair way to criticize but just the subject matter of the principle of the photograph or the the drawing uh makes me drop it down to a b plus but i think it's really really well drawn the cover by alan davis i don't like the layout at all it it just it's i don't know i find it it's it's uncomfortable to me i'm not crazy about it and that one i'm going to give a b minus you want to do the cover or you want me to just go through everything um, I'm looking up some stuff on Alan Davis, so go All right, ahead. So I'll just finish. Uh, story-wise, I was, you know, like I said, it's it's a little decompressed. It didn't take us that long to go through it, but I still really enjoyed it. There's a lot of battle, but there's also a lot of exposition, a lot of things going on. So I I, I didn't feel cheated, even though it's a quick read. Uh, so I really enjoyed the story. I'm gonna give that a B plus as well, and the interior art. Uh, I'm gonna say an A minus. It's really, really good. I don't. I'm, I'm having a tough time present, you know, finding anything that I disliked about the interior art. In fact, I'm gonna just say an, a, a regular A. I really like the interior art a lot. So overall, I'm gonna give the book an A minus. Okay, Alan Davis did do some. Um, was the writer also on some of Excalibur? He was mainly the penciler at first, uh, then came back, uh, left for a bit. He came back, had a long run as the writer, like about 24, 25 issues. He also did some other writing on Clandestine, uh, JLA The Nail. Oh, yeah, he did JLA The Nail. Which I loved. Uh, a couple 
X Men's here and there. I, I'm not doing is I'm just looking for writing credits, so I'm skimming through. Then he also did another nail. <laughs> okay, so yep. So I have been exposed to him. I was not co- completely incorrect in my in my statement. Isn't it nice to not be completely incorrect? Yes, 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 it is. So the cover, I like, uh, I'm just going to give the, uh, I like my cover as well. Um, however, I, I like both covers. Um, given a choice, if I was to, uh, yeah, I didn't even, when I saw this cover was in my pull box, I was like, oh, and I completely, I didn't even think about the other version of the cover. So now I'm going to have, you know, like if I get the rest of the main cover, and this is the only variant, you know. Kind of an inconsistent run, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in buying two copies to get a variant cover. I oh, feel like no, that's no, no, being no, manipulated no. by marketing. That's just that's ridiculous. You know, I'm sorry. That's Marvel, and then the, un, unfortunately, comic stores fall into the trap because they have to buy minimum amounts of a book to get a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Like especially the, the like the one one out of one hundred, you know, to get X amount of those, you have to buy X amount of issues, and then you know these things end up at Free Comic Book Day on on the table as fodder. Which you know, you wonder why I think that the comic stores are going to go out of business. It's 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 going to be crap like that. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to give the cover an A. I have no problem with uh, Diablo there. I think it's good for the theme of the book. Um, of this issue, sorry. Uh, the interior art, I, I have no problems with the interior art. Uh, although the inconsistencies, but is that an inconsistency based on... The storyline, we don't know. Uh, I especially like, you know, the fact that Iron Man's mask is different. Is that was that on purpose, or is that an oops by the artist? So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge that harshly or anything because of that. And I'm gonna give the uh, the artwork an A. You know what? I'm gonna give the artwork an A plus because uh, Diablo is sticking out his tongue tongue while he's tracing. They didn't <laughs> have to do that, and that just goes so well with the whole Yosemite Sam thing that we do uh and the story was i i like seeing the touch of, of what else is going on in the marvel universe or you know uh, there are other heroes out there some are busy some are like well you know let's just hang back and see what happens i'm sure they got it they're the avengers they don't need us um and what's going on with kang what's going on with the timeline What's going on? I say, hey, what's going on? So I'm going to give it an A plus two. Overall, A plus. A plus for this. Yeah, cool. So that's it for the issue number two of Tarot. Come back to us to hear issue number three when we get there. Uh, in the meanwhile, we'll finish Strange Adventures, and we got other stuff going on, and hopefully everybody's enjoying what we're doing. Goodbye, yep. everybody. All right, bye. 
Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week.